0: Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association.
1: Well, good morning everybody. Welcome to the program Today's Issues on American Family Radio. will be here for the next hour and 25 minutes.
2: It's
1: live radio, for better or for worse. Yeah. I guess you'll find out. I'm Tim Wildman with uh, Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning. Good to be here. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And Ray Pritchard.
3: Good morning, Tim. How you doing?
1: Doing well. Raising KC, uh, Kansas, and we're in Tupelo, Mississippi. And uh, how's the weather there in Oh, You're this part of the
3: is country. A, a, for mid-November, it's I'm looking outside right now. It's bright and sunny and heading up to about 65 today. So, really good weather. Really good,
1: nice. Good for what? A 10-mile bike ride this yes, afternoon? Yes, sir.
3: That's about this afternoon, about 10-15 miles on the
1: bike. Yeah. Is that all? <laughs> uh, well,
3: is, you know, you do what you can do, right?
1: Is that uh Does that help your cardio? Is that is that why you do that? Or well I, I do that everything. it also
3: helps me keep the weight off a little bit and I think mostly uh I am I'm am I'm, I'm a better person when I ride my bike. Gotcha. I think it's a it's a de-stressor, let's put
1: it that yeah. way. It's uh, gonna it, think. it's mentally and spiritually therapeutic.
3: There you go. 100%. I guess you can say. That's gotcha. right.
1: I understand. Uh you know sometimes you just need a good walk or yep. something to Especially get outside and, yes. and 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 clear your head. Start my day that way. Good oh, walk.
0: You walk, yeah, about five thirty in the morning. Go for a walk. Wow, how far? Um, Usually about a mile, mile and change.
1: hmm Yeah. Brisk. Is it a brisk walk, Fred? It's a brisk walk. Yeah, it is. You're trying to get that heart rate up. Gets the blood going. Yeah. Clears the head. Chris, Cut. you're you next. What what do you do to? Uh, I do
4: uh, I do walk. Uh, I was walking here like I'm a lunch breaks before it was cool
1: like Uh, you're talking about uh 50 yards across the street oh no i've I've
4: walked uh i've walked down to like almost crosstown uh sometimes and come back uh i've i go down to walmart and come back you get some good inclines and declines
1: yeah from here you're talking about Mm -hmm, where we sit a
4: couple of miles uh round trip
1: Mm -hmm. okay all right well I'll answer mine later. I do that on my break. <laughs> I do that on my break. I just wanted to We're point just that to, out. We again. don't have yeah. enough time me, to get into that right now. Uh, all right, ladies and gentlemen. You golf. You golf. I you do golf. golf. That's, that's what we know. Mm-hmm. I do golf, so I, do, I walk to the golf cart <laughs> and then okay. to my ball. Okay. Yeah, a high-stress day is when they have what in, golf, uh, in the golf world is known as go- cart path only. Cart path only. Which means you can't, it's, uh, the ground is wet. And you oh. can't drive your cart path you out. you got to do a lot more walking. Oh. Yes. Side. Oh. Yeah. Okay. You can't drive out on the course because you tear it up. You okay. know, if everybody got out there running around in the in the wet. Gotcha. So they make you walk, but they don't make you. You sign up and volunteer to. <laughs> uh, nobody makes you. <laughs> you pay for the privilege. <laughs> you pay for the privilege of walking across the – walking. It's actually – Good, it's good exercise. Yes, you it do. is. Sure, yeah. yeah. So there are they're they're a handful. I mean, just a handful of players who uh, carry their uh, clubs. Yeah, eighteen holes. That's that's a long. You know walk. what I'm talking that, about?
3: You, that's a serious workout there. Oh
1: yeah, <laughs> I would if I had to do that. That's that's no that's punishment right there. That's, that's not the, enjoyable. That's the end
3: of golf right there. Yes, <laughs> now
1: I might get a cart. I mean a roll. Now I've thought about well, getting a yeah. roll. You can right. you, you put them on right. a, a two wheeler and right, you, right. Sure, right. Pull, sure. pull them around the golf course. That's not that. I That's could, different. I may switch over to that at some point, when well, my doctor tells me I need to. But uh, <laughs> but, uh, but but toting those things on your oh, back. No. Uh, the players in college, well, uh, in, in high school too. Golf players in high school and college, they have to carry their own clubs, Whew. and a bag of clubs walk to your ball, hit the ball, put the bag back on your back, and keep walking. And and it's like, a, and you're talking about a, uh, even with a golf cart, you're talking about three and a half, four hours, you know, right. to play around. Right. So, uh, yeah, those are, don't say golf, those those golfers aren't athletes, my friend. Oh, no, they are. They absolutely are. They are athletes. Now, I may not be considered a quote athlete, for my golf, because I take the golf cart around. But uh, I'm talking about these younger players. Uh, they got to be in shape. They got to be in shape. You can't you can't tote a golf. Even the girls mm. do. A lot of the girls tote yeah. their bag on their back. Yeah. All right. Um, what do we got? To, let's see. Facebook and YouTube mm-hmm. uh, available if you want to uh, log on and watch the show. Uh, just type in today's issues. Today's issues, and um, so you can follow us there. And uh, Chris, what do we have to start this morning with?
4: Well, let's do some continuing coverage of uh, Joe Biden's private sector workers must get the jab or get tested regularly. Uh, Man, an acronym. Chris? It's that's what, what, I'm, what I'm calling it. It's what I'm calling it. What
1: what what, 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 now, what are we about to talk about now?
4: Okay, you know, President Biden wants people in the private sector to get a COVID shot or. Uh- Test negative on a regular basis as a condition of employment.
1: Well, he doesn't want them to. He's demanding. He's that demanding. They do it. Yes, he's yes. mandating it. Yes, yes. sir. Yes, it's isn't it. This is he isn't encouraging us. That's to right. Do so,
4: um, yeah. So uh, yesterday we began the show with Abe because AFA and some other religious organizations were successful in getting a temporary stay against Biden Biden's mandate uh, in the Fifth Circuit. But yesterday afternoon, the White House press briefing uh, let it be known to reporters and the world, quite frankly. Uh, that the White House is going to continue on with this rule even after a federal appeals court said you can't do this right now. Clip one.
2: The administration clearly has the authority to protect workers, and actions announced by the President are de- designed to save lives and stop the spread of COVID-19. And as DJ- DOJ said, they will be defending these lawsuits. But I also want to step back for a second because there there is precedence here. You know, the Department of Labor has a responsibility to keep workers safe and the legal authority to do so. The Secretary determines, Secretary of D- Department of Labor determines workers at risk or what is called the gray. Danger, and if you look around, and if we really, you know, zero in this past year, more than seven hundred fifty thousand people uh, have died of COVID. Uh, you have more about thirty, approximately thirteen hundred uh, people a day who are also who continue uh, to die a day. As I said, uh, from COVID, if that's not a grave danger, I don't know what else is.
4: Now, that voice there was Corrine Jean-Pierre. She's the deputy press secretary filling in for Jen Saki, who, if you are not already aware, tested positive recently for COVID and is not working as a result. She,
1: even though she's been fully vaccinated. Even
4: though she's been fully vaccinated, yes. Yeah. So, Fred, what do you make of this?
0: Well, I, I guess if I was to put uh, that White House spokesperson on the stand, yeah. one hmm. of the first questions I would ask her is, are you aware that people who are vaccinated – are getting COVID. In fact, your boss, Jen Psaki, mm-hmm. uh, fully vaccinated, and still got COVID. Are you aware, Assistant uh, White House spokesperson, mm-hmm. uh, that a vaccinated person can spread the the uh, the virus? Uh, the answer to these questions are yes, yes, and yes. Mm-hmm. So here's so you have to def- uh, defeat her ta- and its talking point. She's got White House. Talking points there. That's all you heard. But the reality is this people aren't necessarily opposed to the vaccine. What they're opposed to is the government, the White House, the Biden White House arguing right now that we have the right to force you, to force your employer, to force you to get a vaccination. That is unprecedented. I don't care what she says. That is unprecedented in this country. And that is why groups are going to court. That's why there was a huge demonstration in Los Angeles last night. That's why pilots uh, across the country are protesting. And uh, this is so, only building.
1: Let me just say this, and Ray, you comment. Uh, what she said there is misleading. Yes. All right. Uh, vaccination, the history of vaccinations in America is that they have not been uh, mandated by the president of the United States or else you lose you potentially lose your job. Get it or you lose your job. If we want to cut through the chase, that's what Biden has said. Biden has looked at American people and said, the eye, you get the jab or you, you can find another way to feed your family. Mm-hmm. That's basically what, that, that, that is what he said. Okay, now, back to the history. Um, the history of vaccines in America are that they have been handled at a state level. Mm-hmm. This is what, really the Democrat governor of Kansas was referring to a couple of days ago when she rebuked Biden. Yes. Democrat governor of Kansas said, stay out of this. We'll handle this at a state level. Right. So in the history of our country, vaccines have been handled by state legislatures. All right. Because they're the closest to the citizens, a not, not a dictate from Lord Biden uh, from, from, the, from the castle Mm-hmm. In in Washington, D.C. That's what we have going on right now. That's what a lot of Americans are reacting to. So uh, when she says there is precedent here, did you hear her throw that mm-hmm. word in there? Mm-hmm. Yes. In other words, we've done this before. No, we haven't. No. no, we haven't done this before. Have the Department of Labor and OSHA been around a long time to, to uh, help uh, protect American workers from unsafe environments? Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true. Uh, that and and they have an appropriate role there, but it's not of forcing people to inject to get an injection into their bloodstream. <laughs> That's not. The OSHA is there to make sure that uh, you walk in a uh, a plant and the you know the foundations aren't cracking. Where yeah. There, you don't know what. Or there's poisonous
0: gases. Or,
1: or yeah, those 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 kinds of safety issues. Yeah. Not not forcing you to receive a uh, a injection. But so finally, and, and we've mentioned this before, in terms of the historic uh, vaccines history in America, vaccines have, have stopped transmission of viruses or of diseases. That's the purpose. That's what Americans always have known vaccines as doing, and that's a wonderful thing. Thank God mm-hmm. we've had vaccines. This is not a vaccine in that sense. This is a shot hoping it helps you stay away from the hospital. Yeah. <laughs> but to your point, Fred, uh and and this is not a shot the vaccines and if you want to get them get them Mm -hmm. uh you know that's not in the bible Mm -hmm. it doesn't say thus saith the lord get a vaccine don't get a vaccine for christians i'm talking about if you want to get a vaccine go get a vaccine if you don't don't but the effectiveness of this is not what it is with smallpox or polio or anything like this now with the delta variant and other things it's decreased way way down so it's almost akin to a flu shot now, mm-hmm. right, in terms of its effectiveness. So just wanted to uh, say those things. Go ahead, Ray.
3: You know, we got a lot to untangle here. Number one, the situation here in Kansas is so interesting because we've got a Republican legislature. They control basically a veto-proof majority in both houses, but we've got a Democrat governor. And in this state with some basically a red state but with a Democrat governor, She surprised me, Laura Kelly did, our governor, by saying Kansas is for Kansans. We can make our own decisions here. We know better what works in Kansas. They may want to do something different in New York. They may want to do something different in Oregon. And I think that's that's probably the the heart of the American federalism Mm -hmm. system, that each state can make its own decisions. So, number one, bravo for her. It was a surprise, but it was a pleasant surprise each state ought to be able to handle that. Number two, what the White House is doing is basically thumbing their nose at the Supreme Court yes. and at this and at the whole judicial system, this, you know what happened up in the Fifth Circuit where they stayed the whole mandate until they could get, you know, further right. Further information, make a decision, decide what to do. It's going to go through the legal process. Basically, the White House is saying we could care less about the judicial system. We want this mandate to be enacted now. And the other final thing, Tim, just to reaffirm what you said, we thank God for the polio vaccine and the smallpox vaccine, but those were tested a whole lot more. We had a whole lot more long-term data on that than we have on the COVID vaccines, which, as you said... Don't even fit into, especially the Pfizer and Moderna, do not fit into the traditional definition of what a vaccine is.
0: Yeah, traditional de- definition of vaccine. Most of us, when we went to school, got smallpox yeah. vaccine, right? Uh, once we lined mm-hmm. up, yeah, it stopped transmission. Yeah, we lined up, yes, got the <laughs> right. got the shot. <laughs> right, that was it. No more. Right. Not this is a shot. It's not a vaccine. Now they're talking boosters. Now they're talking to
1: redefining what fully vaccinated means. Yeah, you want a civil war in America with with uh a majority of Americans? Mm-hmm. Right now I would say the, the the people who don't want the shot, you know, I don't know what that is, twenty twenty to forty percent of the public. But if you start telling people, the American people that uh in order to be fully vaccinated, you're gonna have to get a booster every three months or every <laughs> six months. The numbers of people participating in that, the percentage of Americans participating in something like that are going to drop way down, Mm -hmm. way down. Then, if you're going to apply the standard that Biden is using now, get vaccinated or lose your job. Mm -hmm. By lose your job, I mean these companies are going to be fined. Uh, They're going to be fined so much, they're going to force their employers, if this goes through, they're going to force their employers – to make their their employees get the shots or you lose your job because we can't afford to pay the fine. This is the coercion that's going on right here. Mm-hmm. But if you, uh, if you were to redefine what it means to be fully vaccinated in the next month or two, like the CDC has suggested, then that puts probably 80 90% of the American public in the unvaccinated category. Mm -hmm. You see what you're you're following me here. Yeah, sure. So then you would have to fire America Mm -hmm. would have to fire everybody (laughs) to comply. I'm I'm exaggerating a little bit, but Mm -hmm. not too much. You'd have to fire everybody to, uh, to comply with the, uh, with the Biden mandate. Mm Is that, is that confusing or do that make sense on that?
0: No, no. Yeah. And we're talking about the precedent that this would set for the federal government to punish people for not doing what the federal government wants you to do. What's next? A senior citizen who doesn't want to take the vaccine. We're going to take your Social Security away. Sure.
1: Uh, you, not- you, you, get, you, get, you get something from the federal government. We're going to take it away unless you get the shot. I'll Medi- tell you. Medicare. I'll,
4: I have a prediction right now. We all know that the federal government is heavily invested in health care, and it's been that way for a number of years now, more so in recent years than it has historically. Um, and so I do not think it will be it it will be a matter of years before the federal government says too many people on your um, in your workforce are overweight everybody needs to drop 20 pounds or something of that nature and and they're going to claim i have the authority to do this because we pay for yep. medicare and we pay yeah. for medicaid and we decide health insurance regulations
1: yeah we 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 have to fight for our liberty folks and our freedom here and our way of life at this point are you going to lose it you're gonna yeah. you're gonna slowly lose your free. We're gonna slowly lose our freedoms, and our, and our constitutional uh, republic and mm-hmm. our constitutional rights and protections, which is are unique. Uh, we we live in a unique place in the world. Right. Yeah. And it won't stop here.
0: If moms and dads are listening right now, you got to be aware. Now it's going to happen to your kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Your kids aren't going to be able to go to school unless they're vaccinated. This is coming.
1: You you mean if they're going to try to do this in blue states, they are going to
0: try to do this. If you follow the logic that Biden would like you to believe, then next are your kids. It was very interesting. Dr. Ben Carson was asked about this. Here's what he said. He was asked uh, whether he supported the CDC's decision to approve COVID vaccinations for children. He said, absolutely not. The mortality rate for children from COVID-19 is 0025 which is very similar to the rate for seasonal flu. Plus, we don't know what the long-term impact of these vaccines is. So this is really sort of a giant experiment, end quote. That's Dr. Ben Carson. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's insane. He Force went to vaccinated. medical school a lot longer than Javier Becerra, who's yeah. running HHS. Not, not what Ben Carson said is insane. What Ben Carson's talking about, that is vaccinating right. children – which are which uh, are not susceptible to covid at all that's right zero point i'm talking six. about to uh, yeah they get covid but they're not harmed by it that's, that's right what i'm saying yeah mm-hmm. uh i'll tell you what this isn't so far fetched guys if biden's if biden is is allowed to get i don't think he will be i think he'll be shut down by the uh, he's already been stopped by the federal court and i think this will go to the supreme court my prediction is they'll rule that 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 uh, Biden's mandate is unconstitutional but we'll see what happens there but if he's allowed to get away with something like this what the uh, quote progressives would like to do what the democrats would like to do ultimately not well ultimately i think the next step the next logical step in in the next 3 to 5 years would be if they had the power to do this you uh, you you implement a carbon footprint mm-hmm um, uh, limit mm-hmm. on, on each, each, mm-hmm. you get to be an American citizen that gets, uh, of, of, uh, a, of, a, of age mm-hmm. 18, or even get your driver's license at 16 in most states. Right. Yeah. Then at that point you get a limit on your carbon emissions. I don't know how you would do that exactly, but it, it would be in the name of saving the planet. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay.
4: Well, I'll tell you how they do it. They will claim on television, they have the authority. And then 98% of the media won't get the other side to say, no, they don't. And then the American people just, okay, well, they say they have the authority just like they did here.
1: Yeah. Well, I think there will be a reaction, but I'm just saying this is what they would like to do. Uh, and, and, and who knows, then maybe then move into sort of a, what do you call this credit card? You know how they rate your credit? Uh, the
3: social credit system.
1: Mm-hmm. There you go, Ray. A social credit system that way you're tracked in terms of uh you know, do you do, are you a member of a hate group?
3: Mm-hmm. Right.
1: A hate group is a Christian group that uh believes homosexuality is sinful. That's mm-hmm. a hate group. Are you do you give money to your Baptist church or yeah. to your to AFA or to Franklin Graham or any, I'm just saying, I know this sounds a uh, uh, Orwellian uh but that's where these people would like to go, ultimately, with these controls uh, that uh, that are being put yeah, in place. If
4: I may, if giving money to my Baptist church, shout out, Lakeview, is wrong, I don't want to be right.
1: Okay. I think that's Barbara Mandrell. Yeah, uh, somebody. Probably 1970s. <laughs> um, you're listening to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network Tim, Fred, uh, Chris, and Ray. Go ahead, Chris. What's the next story? Well,
4: uh, we, we talked about this a little bit yesterday as well, and I want to bring it back up. Um, you know, Joe Biden doesn't like domestic oil production, but for some bizarre reason, he wants uh, people in other parts of the world to uh, produce their, increase their production so that way we can enjoy cheaper gas prices, home heating prices, stuff like that. Uh, and, of course, Biden is also talking about maybe doing away with uh, a pipeline in Michigan And I've got some sound here from Ohio Representative Jim Jordan. He was on Fox & Friends today saying it makes no sense... To cut domestic oil production, then turn around and ask Russia and OPEC to increase their production. Clip three.
5: What do these guys want? Eight dollar gas? I mean, last week in the last week in the committee hearing, Rokana, Democrat member of Congress, we had the big oil uh, company executives in there from uh, from Chevron, Exxon, BP. We had him in there, and Rokana was badgering these guys, saying, "Will you commit to reducing production? Will you lower production?" And I'm like, "What <laughs> do you guys want? You want gas to?" I mean, it's like, so so Joe Biden begs OPEC to increase production, and Democrat members of Congress badger America companies to decrease production. I mean, th- this makes no sense. It's like they're intentionally trying to harm American families and American workers. It's always so hard to get a word out
4: of
1: Jordan. Okay. He's just so quiet. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ray, any, anything to say there? Yeah,
3: they yeah they do want higher gas prices because. In the long run, that's how they want Americans off of fossil fuel. They want right. us to go to the electric cars and all the rest of it. And one way you get there is by is Make, by making gas so expensive. Nobody can afford it. It's $100, $150 to fill up your car, so you're just not going to drive it.
1: However, there is a political downside to what you just described. That's called losing elections. Yes. <laughs> so, so... Yeah, you, you, the Democrats, uh, not all of them, but a lot of them, I agree with you. They want it to be painful for Americans to use gasoline. But at the same time, you start talking $4 a gallon, $5 a gallon for gas. They're going to vote out the Democrats who cause that. Yep. What, that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will see what happens but to to, to the to the point about shutting down american oil production and then begging the saudis to produce more oil so that americans don't have to pay more at the pump is just uh completely contradictory we'll be back momentarily So Hannah, she's just one of the women who did struggle with infertility in the Bible. Hannah's Heart with Ann Cockrell and Kendra
2: White. Hannah took her pain to God, and God heard her and was with her.
5: Hannah's Heart helps couples process infertility and miscarriage through a biblical lens. Join us Saturday afternoon at 5 Central on American Family Radio. Find the podcast at AFR.net.
1: Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. Are you ready to travel again? I hope you are. We've been cooped up in our homes now for, what, a year and a half? A lot of Americans have. And it's time to get back out and see our country. We're going to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon. We're also going to Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. We've been doing these tours for several years now. We've set the dates for 2022. We're going in June and we're going in September. So you pick the month you want to go. We're also doing those tours back to back. So if you want to see Williamsburg, Jamestown, also CDC and Mount Vernon, we'll take care of you for the whole week. So for all the information available on these tours, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. We're going to have a wonderful time together with Christians from all over the country on both of these tours. We'll see you then.
5: Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. No matter your career goals, you want to find a university that provides excellent academics and state-of-the-art facilities at a price you can afford. At Liberty University, they believe a quality Christian education should be available to everyone. That's why they've frozen their tuition rates through the 2021-2022 academic year and offer multiple scholarships, like the Middle America Scholarship, to bring that price point even lower. Learn more by texting STARNS to the number 49596. Briarcrest Christian School came to national acclaim because of the movie The Blind Side, the story of NFL star Michael Orr's. But now the Memphis School is facing more headlines, unfriendly headlines. The school facing attacks from gay activists and a government leader because they believe in the biblical definition of sex and gender. Briarcrest announced training sessions for parents and students in light of recent national stories regarding transgenderism and the LGBT movement. In response, County Commissioner Tammy Sawyer threatened the school, said there was a reckoning for Christian schools that follow Christian teachings. Out Memphis said they want to shut down Briarcrest, accusing the school of promoting bigotry. Now understand what Out Memphis is saying. If you disagree with their beliefs, you are a bigot. As for Commissioner Sawyer, she ought to know the government has no right to tell a private Christian school what they can and cannot teach. Maybe her time would be better spent fixing Shelby County's broken public education system. I'm Todd Stearns.
2: Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. 1 Peter 1.3
0: American Family Radio This is Today's Issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net Now back to more of today's issues.
1: Hey, welcome back everybody to today's issues on the American family radio network. That's the name of this program. Tim with Fred, Chris and Ray. Thank you for listening. Hey, uh, we're going to DC and Mount Vernon next year on a spiritual heritage tour by we, I mean, many of listeners across the country and i'll be hosting with my wife allison and then we'll also be going to williamsburg jamestown and yorktown so that's a full week if you want to do all that with us uh we're going to do that in june and september so we'll be going you we know, will see colonial williamsburg jamestown yorktown and then dc all the monuments there all the sites there and then uh george washington's mount vernon which is about half an hour south on the Potomac River from downtown Washington, D.C. So uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation will be joining us. He'll be our historian all along the way. Again, that's June and September 2022. June and September 2022. Pick your month. Pick your trip. And uh, for all the information, go to spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. All the information about those trips are, is, are, or is, Fred? All the the information is. Yes. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. It's even correct in, it's correct in Canada, it's correct in (laughs) America, that English I just used, (laughs) thanks to Fred. Um, Sometimes it is hard to. Yeah. It's hard to, Ray, just in a moment, just as you're talking fluidly, to come up with the uh, A-R-E or I-S appropriation.
3: You just got to go. Uh-huh. You just, just got to go with the first thing that comes and keep moving, right? Go with your gut.
1: That's right. right. That's right. That's uh-huh. my
3: kind of grammar. Go with your gut. Go
1: with your gut. Now, now, I've been a lot of places where that didn't work out well right there. That's uh-huh. right. But That's right. Uh,
3: Usually it does, but when yeah. it doesn't, they will <laughs> let you know, right?
1: Yeah. I've joked before that uh, if we didn't have the word ain't, we wouldn't have half the songs <laughs> <laughs> in human history.
0: Huh? Yeah, especially those well, – country and western uh, well I, I know the
1: country and western fans out there rock country west. about about hey. all of them canadians
4: but, also have their country western stars
1: shania way, twain
0: shania twain being yeah. one example the, yeah
1: the the, the the ain't is meant to replace uh let's see what not going to mm-hmm. okay
3: am not am, am not. not ain't am is not.
1: meant to replace uh am not am not does not fit in music <laughs> And, and, right. and, and lyrics <laughs> i am not going to go no i That's ain't not gotta, strong ain't. Yeah. right ain't all right strong right i've just i've just noticed that over my <laughs> lifetime without the word ain't there ain't no music <laughs> at least with lyrics
0: hey actually you know i said country western i take that back ain't no sunshine when she's gone that wasn't country western
1: Excuse me, you caught me mid-popcorn, right? Go ahead and talk about what Fred just
0: talked about. <laughs> what, what, what song is this Ain't friend? no sunshine when she's gone. Sing us a, sing a little bit. I don't know if ain't I Ain't no that. sunshine when she's
1: gone. Not, that's not country right yeah. there. That's, that's not country.
0: Country. That's pop, <laughs> now,
4: Now's a good time for the Mississippian to point out that Mississippi is the birthplace of music. <laughs> that's right. Is that right? It's on our billboards. That's right. Um, Delta Delta that, if you right. ain't never been here, you've never seen <laughs> it. But yes. Yeah, good use of the word ain't.
3: <laughs> nice. One. Well,
1: Well done. I'm all shook up. Uh, you're on a ro- you're rolling, Chris. <laughs> Ain't nothing stopping you now. Ain't no stopping us now, Chris. That's there. All you right. go.
4: That's another one. There you go.
1: I'm telling you. Go ahead, Chris. What's well, next? Well, one
4: of the things this, uh, we've not discussed on this world. here program <laughs> is the uh, the Durham investigation. And it's not because we are not caring or uh, we have not paid much attention to it. It's been there's been so much stuff going on in recent days that we've not talked about the Durham probe. Now, Durham is the guy that was put in charge uh, when Donald Trump was in office to investigate uh, the so-called Trump-Russia dossier Uh, It's a word I have trouble saying, Uh, but that is the uh, so-called smoking gun that showed there was collusion, and I'm using air quotes, uh, between Russia and Donald Trump to get him elected back in 2016. That kind of spilled over into the Mueller investigation, and as I mentioned, John Durham was uh, appointed during Trump's time in office to investigate this and figure out what exactly went on, who was behind it, were they trying to hurt Trump's campaign, was Hillary Clinton involved, did she call the shots, all that stuff. And in recent days, uh, some information has come out uh, about the Durham investigation, specifically uh, some of the uh, things that people call lies that the dossier was built on. So I have a bit of sound. I got two clips. We'll do one here and get your guys' thoughts on it. This is uh, John Solomon, uh, author, political commentator, investigative journalist, talking about the Durham indictments, clip seven.
1: The single most important line in the dossier that the FBI uses to get the original FISA warrant, that there was a well-developed conspiracy uh, to, put, to work with Russia to hijack the election, actually is a contrived statement. the The FBI, uh, the indictment says that Danchenko made that up. He claimed he came from the uh, American-Russian Chamber of Commerce official. He never met that guy. Never talked to that guy. Made up the entire line. That becomes probably the single most important line in convincing a FISA court to give spy authority on the Trump campaign. Uh, this was a case built upon lie upon lie upon lie, and every time we get a new indictment, we learn of new lies. It's it's remarkable. Yeah, you know this is, I guess, is old news in a way. Even though these indictments, uh, two of them now have come down the last couple of weeks by John Durham. Is it John? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. U.S. Attorney. He was appointed. He was appointed to investigate. He's special counsel. Special yeah. counsel. He was appointed to, but he has. He has subpoena powers, and I mean, he has he has all the the um, tools available to the at, at the United States mm-hmm. Justice Department to go after and investigate people. Basically, what he what he's what he's found is that the whole Russia collusion story was fabricated by the Clinton campaign. Correct. Against then then candidate Trump, then President Trump, the Federal Bureau of Investigation had a bunch of Democrat hacks at the highest levels who wanted to go after, who wanted to kneecap Trump from the get-go, and they were successful for the most part mm-hmm. in terms of uh, you know it was uh, it was a harassment uh, against his administration. The way they went after General Flynn, and so now uh, we see what happened with Peter Strzok, one of the top FBI investigators. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mean to rehash this whole story, but I'm just reminded people how political this was against right. President Trump, and how they they loved Hillary Clinton. That is the FBI. Remember, they they admit, remember to review as my professor used to say Uh, to review this. And this is really all you need to know. Hillary Clinton used a server, a internet server in her and put it in her, her bathroom in her home. The server sitting in the bathroom or the washing room, where the washing machine is Mm -hmm. or, or the basement, wherever it's in her house. And she's using it to do uh, State Department, U.S. government, top secret right. business on this server. Passwords, it, probably passwords. basically unsecured. Yeah. Uh, she did that. She put that at her house in order to avoid congressional oversight while she was Secretary of State. Okay. This is not hard to follow, what's going on here. So... When that was discovered, when that was determined, uh, then the FBI uh, they went over to to interview Secretary Clinton about this, and Peter Strzok was one of the ones who went over there. They didn't even put her under oath. Nope. They just said, "How's it going, uh, Miss Clinton, or uh, Secretary Clinton? Hey, did you uh, did you do anything wrong? No." Okay, well listen. Sorry to bother you. <laughs> that was the extent of the FBI's investigation of Hillary Clinton. It lasted 3 hours, I think they said, and she wasn't under oath, and that was the end of it. That was the end of the investigation of the Secretary of State of the United States of America doing official business out of her a server in 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 the laundry room. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what I'm saying is if you say, "Well, how do you know that the, the these top officials were Democrats?" Look how well they said as much. Uh, they struck, and mm-hmm. the other what was the, Andrew McCabe, Page, Mr.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, page. page.
1: Yeah, I mean they just said it basically. This is um, here's So, the, so Durst to, to yeah. finish up my my long speech here. Durham now finally is uh, indicting some people. He's got three people. Relative to this, so case. far,
0: so far. Here's here's the thing. Everything that Durham is coming up with, the big question is, Robert Mueller. Why didn't he come up with this for two years? He did. two years. What thirty? Because months? he was a Democrat. He was
1: paid a ton of money. Yes, because because Robert Mueller was a Democrat, who had all Democrat uh, uh, the, the, the lawyers who were working for the special counsel. For, for, him, for him, they were Clinton supporters. Yes, they were Clinton supporters. This is well documented. Mm-hmm. So, the, Robert Mueller, if you you gave you gave him two years to go after Trump, yeah, with unlimited budget, you got mm-hmm. twenty five uh, attorneys working for you day and night, and you can't come up with anything, yeah, except putting. What uh, are those two friends of his Robert, uh, of Trump's that they? Went after on. on, on
0: Completely on,
4: different things.
1: Yes. As they were fishing. Was it Stone? Stone. Oh. Roger Stone. And what the other guy. Anyway, Manafort. Yeah. Yes. Thank you very much. They got him for for things that uh, had nothing to do with right. the Russia. Uh, the Russia investigation. So I'm just saying Mueller at the end of the day came up with nothing. Yeah. After yeah. two years. Gary Bauer calls
0: this the biggest. Uh, it is. The biggest dirty trick in the history of American politics. Was it Stone? Lived down in Miami, was yeah. it? Yes. And yes. they showed up at his place what, yeah. at 5 o'clock in the morning. Now, this this is not a criminal with guns. This is Stone, an advisor. On,
1: like, tax evasion or something, Yes, it?
0: they a show process up, Yes. process crime. They show a... up with military yeah. guns drawn. And CNN happened to be there. And CNN got a <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They're all in it together. <laughs> yeah. This, this is this is rotten from start to begin,
1: you know, to the end of this. The, this deep, is the yeah. deep state is controlled by the Democrat Party.
4: You know, something else that stood out to me here, and I'm not the first person to say this, I doubt I'm the first person to think it, and I'm not saying the election was stolen from Trump, but the same people that spent years telling you that Russia and Trump colluded to win in 2016 mm. want to dismiss any kind of claim from people that the election might have been stolen from Trump. Yeah. In a short amount of time.
1: Yeah. Well, Durham, I guess the wheel, the, uh, what's the old saying, Ray? The wheels of justice turn slowly.
0: Right. But exceedingly fine. Mm, That's (laughs) right.
1: uh, Anyway, we'll see whether, whether Durham, where he goes from here, is there anything else? Is he just getting started or?
0: I believe he is. uh, uh, Denshenko, Igor Denshenko, the guy uh, was indicted the other day. He makes his first formal court appearance tomorrow. Yeah. So this story is, is going to continue. Okay, right.
3: Will he get to Mueller? No, I don't think so. No. They're just my opinion looking at it. I and mean, he's got three guys, as you said, Fred. He may get a couple of others. Is he going to find some kind of big conspiracy, which in some way or other was what is exactly what was happening? No, I don't think he can do that. Um, Basically, at least we can say this much, the Steele dossier and the whole Russian collusion thing, which we were saying three years ago was a hoax. He he is conclusively proven now to be a hoax. What we now know is there are people in the FBI who knew it and pushed the hoax anyway. It was a it was politics at dirty politics at its worst.
1: The people at the top levels of the FBI a few years ago, they didn't like Trump right at all and they they didn't they didn't like the fact that he was elected and they didn't like him or his team that's right and um and so they yeah they they went after him so to speak unfairly so all right next story
4: well one of the things that uh you uh, and Fred uh, pay me to cover here is the exciting world of infrastructure. So I'm going to claim my time and talk
1: about <laughs> hey, roads and bridges. you got 27 seconds. Yes. Go. <laughs> all right.
4: Well, you know, uh, Joe Biden wants to uh, – he's got this big infrastructure bill, and he's going beyond roads and bridges here. He wants to do all kinds of things, including – He's an ambitious he, man. He really is. Uh, he,
1: he's got a vision for America. He's charism- charismatic. He's a – He's a a leader everybody wants to follow. I'm talking about Joe Biden yeah, right here. Well, so tell us what his plans are, Chris. He's
4: he basically wants to uh, count everything as infrastructure except maybe the bag that's uh, your popcorn is in. But um, in recent days, um, you had a big House vote where 13 House Republicans sided with Democrats on this big ginormous really expensive infrastructure bill. And a lot of uh, people, including other Republicans, are upset with this batch of 13 people. One of them is Texas Senator Ted Cruz. And he had some things to say about the 13 Republicans that joined Democrats in voting for the infrastructure bill. Clip four. Unfortunately, uh, we saw a handful of House Republicans decide to rescue Nancy
5: Pelosi from the bill crashing on its own. I think that did, did two things that were really problematic. Number one, it, it, it did what the Biden White House wanted to do, which is change the subject from the shellacking they took in Virginia. Virginia was a terrific victory. I was there on election night with Glenn Youngkin. But the House the
4: House Republicans, or a handful of them, decided to change the subject from that. And I think it also increased momentum for the really terrible bill, which is the next one, the Bernie Sanders socialist budget. I prayed the Bernie Sanders socialist budget doesn't
5: pass, but these House Republicans sadly made it more likely.
4: One quick thing to mention here. Laura Ingram on her program last night on Fox News Channel said that these 13 Republicans basically signed what she called their political death warrant, meaning people are going to vote them out of office come the midterm elections.
1: All right. I, I, well, that, that depends. Mm-hmm. I I would tend to agree with her, but it depends on what her di- what the district looks like. That's true. Is the district purple, or is it – if it's deep red, yeah, they're gone. Yeah, that's true. Some of them have already
3: said they're going to retire like this fellow Kinzinger right in yeah. illinois yeah. he's true not, yeah he saw the handwriting on the wall so he's free to vote any way he wants because he's not going to face the voters in november i, I do think-
4: want to point out real quick i'm sorry that uh we have for a long time now spent some money that is devoted to infrastructure on things that have nothing to do with roads and bridges uh even under trump we were spending money uh, on things like bike paths and parks so, why don't minute. we use Bi- that money wisely? Bike pass, bike pass. Wait a minute. There's no, nothing more I'm American you- <laughs> than a good bike path, Chris. <laughs> um,
1: Ray's gonna, I'm just saying, when it's Ray's devoted to roads and bridges, on this one, uh, and bike pass are worthy. You know,
4: that's the thing about being a reporter. Sometimes structure. what you tell people, they don't want to hear.
0: Well, so. you got that right. <laughs> well, uh, six of the 13 uh, were people who voted to impeach Trump. Republicans yes, right. Voted yeah, to right to impeach Trump. Yeah. Uh, so they're not uh, leadership friendly.
4: Hey, I got I got something um, that this occurred to me right before the start of the show. And I know we wait until Friday to do some trivia, but this is a bit of trivia and a where were you on this day? Mm-hmm. What major event? Let's go around the room and see if you can tell me the answer to. I'll shut my laptop so nobody cheats because I know how Brent is. Um, let's go around the room. What major event in world history happened on this date in 1989?
0: November the ninth, 1989.
4: It's mm-hmm. one of the first news events I remember as a kid. Don't
3: say
1: anything. Eighty-eighty-nine.
3: I got. I got an answer, but I don't know if I don't know if it's right or not. Who would have yeah. been
1: president then?
3: Bush. Or oh, is it fall of the
4: Berlin Wall?
3: We have Bush one.
1: one fall Bush won. The- I think Ray's right.
4: Yes, that is correct. Winner, winner, bike path dinner. Okay. All right. Well, I, Berlin seconded, Wall. I seconded the
2: emotion. Yes, no, it is one of guess. the
4: first events I remember seeing on television as a kid. I, I remember watching the 1988 election uh, with my mom. She was a big fan of Brokaw at the time. And I remember watching the 88 election. And then the Berlin Wall happened, and I didn't really understand it. Uh, I've since to, you know, find out about it like uh, like, a, uh, like a lot of other people have. But here's my question. What do you what do you remember about that day? Were you watching it in Canada?
0: Oh, sure. Like a lot of other people, yeah, you know, got the video of it. But I, I would, I would go back to to Reagan days with that too. He started that tear down that wall.
1: Remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah. Mister Gorbachev, yeah, tear Gorbachev, down this wall, tear down that wall. He
0: was in Berlin when he said that. Yeah, Perestroika, Perestroika. That was the the big word being used back then. So I, I, I go back to I, I think Bush reaped the ground that was sown by, by
1: Reagan on that.
0: Okay. But it was still yes, spectacular.
1: He did. he did. And, uh, got to credit Gorbachev a little bit here. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, he, mm-hmm. right. He
3: Look, if you were raised in the sixties, Chris, you weren't around in the sixties. I don't guess, but I could remember the sixties, you know, as a teenager, how impossible this is. Okay. Chris, this is what I remember about that day. How impossible it would have seemed twenty years earlier that the Berlin Wall would ever come down! It, it was, I mean, you know, they were shooting people left or right, they were, Mm -hmm. and the, and the East Germans were tunneling under the wall. It seemed impossible that it could ever fall. So I want to say, agree with you, Fred. Credit Ronald Reagan. Without Ronald Reagan, it didn't happen on his watch. But he's the man who got the ball rolling. That ended up on this this momentous day when the Berlin Wall, against all odds, a few years earlier, it came crashing down. Tremendous victory for freedom.
1: Yes, yeah, of course. Uh, that's you know when when Russia controlled what was then known as the Soviet Union. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't. Now we got all these independent states or countries right. that right. <clears throat> that preceded the Soviet Union. But did the Soviet Union Ray? Did that come into existence immediately after World War II or? When did, you know, Fred, the Soviet Union. I'm talking about when the somebody, communist Russian somebody. government go- took Google over fast. all
3: those. Somebody Google facts. I it's believe go- that actually
1: <laughs> dates back to
4: around 1917
1: with okay. Lenin. Well, you're talking about Stalin? No, Stalin was World War II. Yeah, Lenin would right. have been
4: one of the right. uh, one of the early leaders. Yes.
1: Yeah, somebody Google. When did the When did the Soviet Union begin? You may be right, Chris, uh, but I, th- I was thinking maybe I I'll have an answer. Go according
4: to the internet, where you can't put anything that's not true. Um, <laughs> it, uh, the Soviet Union was founded on December thirtieth, nineteen twenty-two.
3: Okay, all right, Chris, you win that one. Yeah. That's so
0: after World War One. Yeah. But here's what's interesting: Putin now is trying to put the Soviet Union back together. Yes, yep. he is. Yes, and people need to be aware of that. Uh, those countries, the former parts of the Soviet Union, Putin wants back in the fold, mm-hmm. and he's aggressively pursuing that. Mm-hmm. He's a, a very smart, It'll true. It'd be hard man. to
1: do, though. But but yeah, that's that yeah. seems to be, especially the Ukraine.
0: Well, that's why Poland is so upset that Biden has approved this Russian pipeline into Germany. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know they, the the. Parts of that Soviet realm know the Soviet thinking. And Biden goes ahead. One of the first things he does, well, he canceled pipelines here. And then he goes and says it's okay for the Russians to throw a pipeline into Germany. And the Poles and the Ukrainians, they know what's going on here. And that's why they're so concerned. In fact, what is the Russian buildup now on the eastern border of the Ukraine again?
1: Yeah. Biden's saying nothing about this. Nothing. Yeah. Ray, did you travel in uh, the former Soviet Union?
3: I did, and I did. In fact, we were in Moscow, and well, it used to be called Leningrad, now Saint Petersburg, just before the USSR fell, and then a year later, just after. So I got to see it in its dying throes, and then there the, the year afterwards.
1: Why? Why did the Soviet Union collapse?
3: Uh, I think as much as anything else. This goes back to Ronald Reagan. He 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 had this great military buildup in the '80s, which the Soviets tried to match. Couldn't bankrupted them; their economy collapsed, and and the oh. communist government fell with it.
1: Gotcha. You know, it's it's interesting. Uh, it's, uh, I, I, I'm not the one that came up with this, but it's it's a truism uh, with communists, with with uh, where freedom is, people will die to try to get in. Where communism or totalitarianism exists, like in China today, for example, people will die to try to get out. Correct. Or North Korea.
3: North Korea, perfect example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, you try to get out, how desperate it is up there, they are willing to risk everything, including their own lives, put everything at risk
1: to get out of there. Right, Cuban uh, Cuban people will get on lifeboats mm. mm-hmm. and try to come to Florida, ninety miles, risk risk their lives, and uh, why? Because they want to be free. That's right. But uh, nobody's nobody's you know clamoring to try to get into North Korea. No. Have you ever seen the? Uh, Satellite images from from night. Yeah, Yeah. that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. If you want to see uh, the difference between freedom, South Korea, and communism or totalitarianism, North Korea, just Google Korean Peninsula at night. Mm -hmm. It's all you need to see, right? Right. In the
3: South, it's lit up.
1: Yeah. And And in the North, it's nothing. It's nothing, totally dark. I think the palace of... What's the little portly guy's name? Kim Jong Un. Yeah, Rocket him. Man. Rocket Man. What President Trump affectionately <laughs> called Rocket Man. Uh, see his palace maybe lit up. But that's about it. Yeah. All right, uh, Chris. Thank you for your. Thank you. Uh, ain't no mountain high enough, Chris. to thank you for your uh, contributions to this here show. I'm going to go back to the newsroom with the
2: pips. Yeah, yeah.
1: we will be. We will be back in five minutes with more of today's issues. Stay with us.
5: The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.